Welcome back to another edition of the Sip and Serve podcast, where you sip what's cold and serve what's hot. My name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski. To my right, the board man, Corey with the K. I got the three OGs in the building with me. Troy to my right, to my left, Uncle Buck, and my main man, DG. DG, what's happening? I'm worried about you. What's the matter? You seem tense. You seem a little, a little high strung. Can I explain myself? Go ahead. We got a big night planned tonight. This is our annual Christmas party. Not this episode, but it is this evening. We have planned to record three podcasts. We've had this planned for almost two or three weeks. Everybody agreed to be here at three o'clock. I got off work early at two o'clock and two of the five individuals here just showed up at 355. 55 minutes late. If I do that, I just would have stayed at work and I would have got off work at three o'clock. I wonder who one of those was that were, was late. <laughs> Point made. <laughs> so do I have it? I mean, and plus, you know, there a lot of planning went into this. I mean, I had to, in one week, I had to plan three episodes. We have a gift exchange. We got a YouTube video that's gotten canceled. I mean. It's just a shit show. It, it's a fucking shit show, but here we are. I can't wait for you to just get a little half drunk, a little sauced up, and just loosen the hell up a little bit because you're starting to stress me out. Troy, how was your drive in? Pretty good. I mean, I had to wrap my gift before it showed up. Well, I had to buy it. And hey, I just I just so you know, I didn't wrap yours. Yours the only one I didn't have time to wrap. Sorry. You see, we can't even get the fucking gift exchange right because we were only <laughs> supposed to buy one gift. Everybody, what is this? everybody else's is wrapped. Sorry, Troy. Oh, we were supposed to buy one for each person. Well, no. I, I did. You know, I, okay. I, 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 I love, set a twenty-five dollar <laughs> limit. I love my friends. See, we can't even do anything right around here. Buck, how the hell are you? Look at me. I feel fucking great. How was your week? Oh, it's been shit. Horrible. Tell me Miserable. about it. Tell it's me about work. it. Tell me it's about your work. It's work. It's work. It's work. Oh. Work. Yeah, but before that, you had a great... Oh, the weekend, the weekend. was phenomenal. Yeah. But okay. you imagine going to my weekend and then working fucking 60 hours in three days. It's not fun. It is miserable. You worked 20 hours? Huh? 20 hours? You said 60 hours in three days. Yeah. I mean, it's possible. There where I work, anything's possible. It's just miserable. Okay. <laughs> when are you going to quit? I fucking hate my life. When are you going to quit? <laughs> I and can't. What do you want me to do? I want to know. Draw unemployment? And then, I want to know when you're going to quit, and I'm really anxious to see what your next job is. Buck, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what we can do. We quit our jobs, me and you both. Quit them. Start a Patreon. We'll carry this podcast. We'll travel the United States, and we'll do vlogs. Just college football games. Or is any, don't even have to, we'll hit a few on the way. And NBA started, games. And start an OnlyFans. And start an OnlyFans. Bo- say, both of you. Who's to say have I haven't already fans. done that? Who's I'm just saying, I'm not sending out pictures of my beautiful looking cock already for 99 cents an inch. I mean, if you were, you're one of my best friends. I wish you would have told me so I could at least, you know, support that endeavor. Well, I mean, you get that shit for free when I send it to you in a text. That's true. Why should you have to subscribe <laughs> I 99 cents an inch I got to, to see it? I got to see that for free all week on spring break back in 09. <laughs> Troy, how's your week been, bro? I'm glad I didn't go to that spring break with you guys. Be my, glad. Be glad you didn't go. Uh, my week, I mean, it just seems like I'm always... Putting out fires at work. I mean, if if it was just a, you know, a close that was just smooth. I mean, so you're saying you're the people you work with are shit, bags of fuck. No, that's what you're saying. No, I just I just feel like there's some. Maybe I hold myself to high standard. Can't tell. (laughs) 
So, I mean, I, I'm human, so I'll make a mistake here and there. And, and you know, that, that happens. But when I do, I admit it and, you know, go on. But it just seems like we don't have enough emphasis on focus on a certain area and work that I think one department should be, you know, pushed to do. So you're saying that departments have like ADHD. No, I just, I, I just don't think they're involved enough in this certain segment. I mean, how involved you got to be in trash? Well, it's, it's not on the front line. It's more, you know, behind the scenes. Okay. Like I said earlier, we got a big night tonight. This is the first round table we've done in a while. Feels good. It does, don't it? it? Feels I mean, these good. are just open mics. We're going to go for about an hour here. Open mic night here. First things first, let's give a shout out to the Sipping Squad. We sold over $1,000 in merchandise. Really? Shout out Shout out to Sipping Squad, but I'm going to give a shout out to Rolski and Corey with a K also because came up with a badass design. That design is... It's sick. It's one of the best ones we've had yet. Oh, it is the best one. You think? Oh, yeah. Easy, without it's, a it's, doubt. It's hands probably down. my favorite. Is it something to, like that kind of paint splatter? Yep. Yep. Well, Troy wouldn't know because he doesn't buy any merch. Did he order? Never. Troy has expected to be given to him. And or he's what? a fan favorite. Get Troy, out of here, Troy. Everybody wants Troy on the podcast, but Troy hasn't bought a fucking T-shirt since the first time we re- you know released why? one. Because yeah. he holds himself to high standards. No, it's because he's going to Cheesecake Factory every weekend. <laughs> Troy, that's where his money. Troy, goes. you got deep pockets, and you can't even buy a fifteen dollars T-shirt from your boys. You're part of this freaking show, and you can't even support the show. What the hell's yeah, going on with that? I'm due. I'm due for another one, either a tee or a sweatshirt. I I only bought that one T-shirt at the beginning. Double a, the price. It was a white one. Double the price. How about a donation or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to work on that. You have to budget that in next quarter. <laughs> What's everybody drinking tonight? Me personally, I'm just sipping on a little Jim Jim Beam single barrel. About you, Buck? Well, I mean, back in the college days, you know how you used to have a pre gamer. My pre gamer was Mad Dog 2020. Right, mm. thirteen years later, my sipper is a Sutter Holmes. How far we have come! How far it is, Mama. We made it. Yeah, Sutter Holmes and some mixture of whatever the fuck you guys got to drink for me. And that that's kind of pricey, and then that tube I, over there. I don't know. I stole it from my mom's okay. fridge. <laughs> Troy, what are you sipping on? Uh, just Michelob Ultra. No bourbon. I brought some. Yeah, I brought a bottle. Just I wanted. You guys to try something that's a little harder to get. I mean, it's not too hard, but it's a uh, seventeen ninety two foolproof. So maybe you guys can dab into that. Quick, take a quick story: Is that smooth? I think so. I think when you get a, a more quality bourbon, it it it's yeah, it's smooth. It just I mean, sweet. Clay knows how well my dad likes bourbon. Now, yeah, I text the Bourbon King for Father's Day, Troy. Hey, what do I get my dad? Bourbon wise, he says, seventeen eighty two or whatever the fuck it is. Ninety two. Ninety two. I give it to him. You know what Doug says? It's shit. <laughs> it's horrible. Did he well, even try it? Yeah, he tried it. Okay. There's there's some people out there. It's kind of fifty fifty with it, but I think it's pretty good. It's an old school. I mean, somebody bought it, like a parent company bought them. But but here I was. If you go to their facility, it's it's old school. I, I was mean, pumped. Spent decent amount. I mean, that's not cheap. Spent decent amount on a nice bottle of bourbon for my dad. Thought, I'm going to get something that he's never had before. He's going to love it. 
shit. Joke that's was a, on you, That's huh? a yeah, bad feeling. It was. It that's was horrible. A bad, that's a bad feeling. I felt feeling. like I was kind of adopted at one point. You're really anticipating giving a gift to somebody, no matter what it is, and they open it, and they you, it wasn't anything close to the reaction you thought you'd get. That's a kick in the dick, man. Oh, I mean, he opened it and was like, wow, what's this? Never had it. But then he, he tried it, and he just the look on his face. It wasn't a fan. Okay. It has, it has a little unique, different taste, but... It, it's a go-to for me. What's foolproof? Uh, well, like other people would say, just cash strength. What is that? It's just kind of straight out of the barrel. They don't dilute it any. So it's pretty strong. Yeah. ABV's up there. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So you're calling so, my dad a pussy. That's so why if you had it. to put a number Doug on Doug will beat it. the fuck out of you, Troy. Well, that <laughs> one's that one's 125 proof. Okay. That's all I needed to know. Speaking of Doug and beating the shit out of Troy, Troy... It's rough and rowdy night. Uh, I I've texted you multiple times, looking forward to this night. I I enjoy it. I mean, the ladies, um, you know, you, I mean, these are just. I mean, they got Facebook. I mean, these are just chicks that you could be friends with. So you you're know? stalking. <laughs> these are just you have <laughs> crossed the verge of just <laughs> so, admiring, and you are adding so them I on took Facebook. One more step, okay. <laughs> but that's when they when yeah, they show that their one picture, more that one more step. It. You could get an inmate number in about a year if you keep up to what you're doing. Okay, is that what? Is I, I think they're all of age. It doesn't matter. Restraining orders. I mean, at one point you're beating on a bitch's window that's in West Virginia because you watch them on Rough and Rowdy. <laughs> Troy, let me ask you this: Are you looking more forward to the the ring girls, or are you looking forward to the fights? Actually, both. I was just kind of, I let off with that until okay. I got interrupted. To uh, that guy over there. Hey, quick question, Troy. <laughs> what if your wife dressed up as a rough and rowdy ring girl? You're laying on your back on your bed. Your wife walks in and she's holding up like a round three sign and some American striped G string. Let's let's not go there. <laughs> <laughs> Is rough and rowdy always in West Virginia? Yeah. The reason being is because in that state, you're allowed to box without headgear, amateur boxing without headgear. So they've tried other states, but they've always had to wear headgear and it wasn't as good. There wasn't as many like knockouts and stuff. Okay. So they like West Virginia because it's just an all out brawl. Every, every fight's a brawl. Yeah. That's yeah. why people love it. Yeah. And I was going to ask that question. Why is it always in West Virginia? I mean, that's probably why. get a, mo a little better. Well, that's why is because it's, because I, mean, they, because, I mean, think about it. West Virginia people are fucking crazy, Troy. I mean, and that's what I thought. There's, you're getting a, a group of people from this area that just want to be on. And it's the comical, it's the comical as aspect, too. You've sent so many text messages out. Hey, watch this guy, his promo video. And it's just, you can't be serious about what you're watching. You're so, like, is this real life? So last night they had their weigh ins, right? And Marty Mush was interviewing Crazy Bird. Crazy Bird got off the scale. And he was like talking shit to the other guy. And this this chick was yelling behind Crazy Bird. And Crazy Bird's like, or Marty's like, hey, Crazy Bird, who's this, who's this back here? Is that your mom? Because she was older and she was hit, man, like West Virginia tough. And he's like, no, that's my fiance. <laughs> Marty's like, oh, shit, she's going to kill me now. So he, did, he didn't know the difference of the, like, Crazy Bird's young. And this chick was like 50 and Crazy Bird's like 23. Good for him. Yeah. So Good for him. It's just it's just an all out redneck brawl is what it is. 
I can't yeah. wait. I can't, I can't wait. So my personally. question was, we were talking about Doug beating the shit out of Troy. Oh, Doug's beating th- Troy's ass. You think you could beat Doug in rough and rough? There's no way. I mean, the weight difference there, I don't think I'd be in the same Well, we're just going to class. There's, there's no weight class when just, it comes to rough there's and rough. They weigh in. We're yeah. just going to say this. Could you take Doug? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's he's wicked, man. He's He's got, you know, I see Levi, so he's got some Levi in him. And, uh, he's got a little bit more Levi in him than Levi's got in himself. So I don't, I would take the challenge. Yeah, let's go. But, oh, uh, shit. You I heard mean, it I, here I, first. Nah, your Peloton ain't doing nothing for you when it comes to dog beating your ass. Okay. I know, I know from back in the day, you know, he's pretty nimble. He's fleet of foot. He's quicker than he looks. He's shifty. He's yeah. block, blocking for Arch Sleaster. Am I wrong? I mean, he was his fullback. He's Arch Sleaster's fullback. We're talking about a high state quarterback, Art Sleacher. Former former Ohio State great. Yeah. Doug was his fullback. And according to Doug, that's the greatest high school football team to ever exist. And he'll let you know about it. I remember when, you know, our local high school was decent at football, pretty good at football. And he, I would go over after the games. He'd say, you boys couldn't hold us. You boys couldn't do it. We would have beat you guys 50 to nothing out there tonight. Oh, they would have been worse than that. We never played D1 quarterbacks. Ever. You got Art Sleaster out there slinging the ball around like a fucking rocket. I mean, it's it's game over. But like, the SVC for us, what do you see SVC-wise? Run, 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 run. You have a dude that sits on his ass and warms up throwing the ball 50 yards to the goalpost. It's not even going to be close. I agree with that. True, I mean, true. I have a theory. I want to see what you guys think about it. I have a theory that when people get out, when former high school athletes, when they get out of high school, no matter what sport, no matter what conference, when they're out of high school, they look at the current high school and they think the competition is way weaker. Oh, yeah, I do it all the time. I, and then and then even though it might not be. And then those those high school seniors and juniors, when they went five years later, yep. it doesn't matter. LeBron could be playing in the in the, you know, in the SVC at that point. They're going to look back at it, no matter what sport. Oh, teams were way better when I was back in school. These, these teams I wouldn't have got away with this shit back in my day. Like it, everybody thinks that always. One hundred percent. I did the same. Yeah. Same thing. I think it's just that's just how that's just how it is. I can't argue with that at all. I mean, I so, at, so there's something to that. Oh yeah. Okay. I look at them and I'm like, damn, these guys are small. And then in the back of my head, I'm like. What the fuck are you thinking, dude? You were like five five. Like these guys are enormous in high school. Yeah. So um, maybe the size wise might be a little different, but the talent, who knows? I tell you, man. Like I I saw a, a clip of a local high school team warming up last weekend. This SVC team, and there was like three different kids in on the same team, two hand stuffing it in warm ups, and I I just remember. I don't really. That was a rarity when I was in high school. Like when we were in school, that you may you may have one kid on a team that was able to to dunk barely with one hand, and now it's just like this is athletes everywhere. Not saying they're as good skill wise, but I think the training's different. I go along with that. I mean, I really do. Yeah. I mean, there's different there's different stuff that you can do that wasn't there when we were in school. So with today's training. Yeah, it's different. Would your ceiling have been higher, you think? Yeah, if I trained. Would I you, didn't would train you, at would, all. Would you have? Doubt it. No. 
I did, dude, I didn't trade at all whenever we played. He'd be over at Uncle Buck's watching porn. <laughs> yeah. I remember we did like some, we were doing, it was con- during conditioning. Tell the story. And, uh, and we didn't, you know, we ran a lot, but we we didn't really do any lifting because we didn't have a weight room. There was, right. no, there was nowhere to lift. That's what yeah. I'm saying. I, didn't we, like, we lifted, I wish we would have had more of that. Yeah. <laughs> we lifted it. Now we, there's a weight room. We had a bench that would incline, and it was in the gym class supply closet. You got to, you're bench pressing and you got to kick the damn dodgeballs away from your feet while you're in the middle of your set. I mean, it was that, that kind of thing. And just, I remember it wasn't a focus or something back no, then. It just, well, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, most, most high schools now, they got fully, fully equipped weight rooms. I mean, it, it looked like small college. And you're talking current now. Current yeah. Lit yeah. Right now. Is yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're doing this, we're doing this conditioning workout. I think it was like you had to, um, they put like um, 95 pounds on the bar, and you bench pressed it as many times as you could. Clay didn't put that thing up once. It did, wait, and well, then, wait a minute. It was, it was like the bar with like five on each side. And then, yeah, it might have been a little bit lighter for you, but uh, you bench pressed as many times as you could. And then I, think I was you, probably in that boat, too. <laughs> you had to run a suicide or something. Like you had to do some kind of sprint. And then as soon as that was over with, you had to do as many inclined push-ups against the bleachers as you could. Until you until you couldn't do any more. Jesus, I bet you guys thought you guys were Navy SEALs. Oh yeah. Doing that workout. But Not I remember me. there was Not a me. there was a home football game that night and I was supposed to pick Rolski up to go up there to the game. And I remember I dropped him off after conditioning. He took a shower. I took a shower. I came back, picked him up, and he came out and he sat in the passenger seat and he said, Dude, I can't even lift my arms over my shoulders right now. I couldn't wash my fucking hair. He dude. said I couldn't, dude. I couldn't wash my hair in the bathroom. I had to squirt the shampoo against the wall, and I just had to smear my hair against the the wall with the shampoo because I couldn't work my arms up up over my shoulders. I've never lifted before in my life before this. Never done a push up in my life before this. And this guy had me doing all this shit. Um, I just I couldn't move my arms. No, I feel you, man. I mean, that happens. Couldn't move my arms whatsoever. It was funny though, wasn't it, DG? It was uh, hilarious. Yeah. So speaking of football, we got kind of on that a little bit. Me and Uncle Buck are coming off a big Michigan win. We're not going to talk about Michigan, though, because all the Ohio State fans didn't listen to our last podcast. I mean, does it surprise you? It doesn't surprise me. It's well, one of the, the lowest thing- downloaded podcasts we've ever had in the history because Ohio State fans are crybabies yeah, and they wouldn't listen. We well, didn't give a high state shit. Yeah, I know we that, didn't even yeah. say anything. That 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 was going to be my point. It wasn't like you guys were gloating the whole time. No, we weren't. We were just talking about Buck's experience yeah. at Ann Arbor. Yeah. And they still I would, enjoyed it. I, 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 I mean, to be completely honest, I would wish everybody would experience that moment. High State or Michigan fan, like I don't. What? Yeah, whatever your team is. Yeah. Right. I mean, it was just the overall experience was just next to none, unexplainable, magical. You know. Yeah. And then I mean, I we I don't feel like we stepped out or like our boundaries and rubbed their nose. I don't think so either. But well, anyways, I mean, we went to Indy. We had a great time. Got a big W. That was a Big Ten championship. For I got those a, that didn't know, I got a few uh, stories here for you guys, and I, I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna ask you guys questions along the way. So we get the ride down was great. Got there, great timing. We yeah. made it in like two hours and fifty minutes. Went with your wives. Went with the wives. Coming into Indy, right off the rip, Uncle Buck runs a fucking stoplight. I mean, it's the light was red for at least five to six seconds before we got to it. And the son of a bitch ran right through it. Never seen it. And in the back, in the back seat, I was like, red light. Red light, red light, red light, red light. There he went. 
his wife fucking lost it on him. I, I mean, absolutely lost it on him. In, in fairness. Had you been drinking it? No. no. Sober as a jaybird. But Trick Daddy, let's go, was playing. God damn it. Okay? We're in downtown Indy. <laughs> Trick Daddy, let's go. Up. You're oh, fine. I'm I mean, there's 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 hundreds of, and just just, maybe even thousands of fans walking down the sidewalks at this point. He's got tunnel vision. And he just blows right through it. Luckily, we didn't get hit because it was crowded. That's a T-bone waiting to happen. So here's my question for you guys. Have you ever had an experience where your wife blows up at you for doing something stupid in a car while driving? Yes. I think I think we all have all experienced yep. that, right? You got yep. any stories, DG, uh, that comes to mind at all? You know, there's a whole bunch of just – it's it's happened a lot. Yeah. Um, You know, every now and then there'll be a car in my blind spot, and I'm trying to change lanes. I check my blind spot, but then I didn't check good enough, and uh-huh. then – and then we get honked at, and then we swerve back in the lane. I mean, oh, we she, did, she hates that. Oh, it happened several times. <laughs> several yeah. times. The yeah. dude, we, we're on a we were on a highway, right? And the dude's like went over into our lane, bright orange hunting outfit. Oh fuck! Forgot about this. Yeah. He gets over in my lane. I honk. Um, no, honk, you didn't honk. just honk. You laid it on him. Yeah, oh. I lay. Okay, whatever. So we pass him, and he's got brighter, bright orange hunt gear on. He's holding up a bush light. And he's just, he goes, sorry. <laughs> he was like, sorry. I'm drinking. Swear to God. We were still in Ohio at this point. So so Saturday, we were driving down here on Saturday, and it's it was the uh, one of the last days of deer hunt season for gun, gun week. And this guy had his bridle. I mean, this fucker had to have been up at, you know, 5 a.m. 1994 F-150. Dude, just, just a beat down it. truck. He's just an old redneck having a good time. And he wasn't going fast either. We were going 70. He was probably running 55. So we were catching him. And then here he came, buck slammed on the brakes, laid on the horn. We drive by. He looks over, just smiles. He has no front teeth and just holds up the fucking bush light. We're just like, you know what? I put my hand out the window. I said, you're good, dude. You're good. Don't worry, don't worry about yeah. it. Don't freaking worry about it. So we're in the Indy. We run the red light. We're not even close to the stadium at this point. And he sees the first sign that says parking, $40. The first sign. We're in Indy. The first freaking sign that says $40. He goes, I'm pulling in. I'm pulling in. I said, the fuck you are. <laughs> I said, keep driving. And then he loses it on me. No. Absolutely loses it. Whole fucking temper tantrum that I've never seen. Are you fucking serious? Fucking goddamn downtown Indy's packed and you got me driving around this motherfucker. Are you serious, Roll? Well, we'll never fucking find a spot now. We'll never get back to that $40 parking lot. When we come back around, it'll be full. God damn it! <laughs> That's what he said. I'm just like, would you just calm the fuck down? We've literally been in Indy for two minutes. You've ran a red light and now you want to kill me. And that's why I wanted to get parked. Man, I was antsy. I was nervous. I was scared. So guess what happened, DG? We drive around town. I know my way around Indy. I'm like, Buck, just listen to me. Turn right here. Turn left here. We get going. And then he sees a parking garage. I'm pulling in, boys. Fuck this. I'm pulling in. I said, Buck, you stupid son of a bitch. If you pull in there, we won't get out of Indy until 2 a.m. You don't want to park in a parking garage. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I you didn't can't think do about that. it. Especially in a big game like that. I was so, just ready to get off the road. What was the first parking lot? Was it a garage? It was just a gravel oh, parking lot. It was, but it, it, was, was, it was far away. Far away. So I said, I can find you something better. So we go downtown. He wants to pull in the parking garage. I told him no. Guess what? Got called a motherfucker again. Cussing at me. Finally, guess what? Rolski finds a parking lot. Gravel parking lot for $40 right beside the stadium. It's probably a football field length walk. It was lucky. 
He he lucked. Yeah, there wasn't just... anybody in the parking lot, DG. Rolski was... pulled us right up next to Lucas Oil. Let me ask you this. What time of day was this? Oh. 2.45. And the game was what? 8, eight o'clock. Yep. And we were late. Yeah. We should have been in Indy at we should have been in, in the morning at 10 a.m. at least. So, so you get parked. You're right next to the stadium. So then, what? You guys tailgate. Wait, what? What we do? Getting there, baby. Okay. We get out. We start walking because we haven't had lunch yet at this point. No lunch. So we walk downtown. I'm like, hey man, let's go check out Hooters. Let's check out Kilroy's. We walk up to Hooters. Walk in. No line out. Every every other place has a line waiting outside. So we're like, oh man, Hooters. There ain't no one here. Walk in. The chick pulls up a piece of paper, front and back, filled with names. Pulls up another piece of paper, front and back, filled with names. She goes, you're looking at two and a half hours, three hour wait. I'm like, okay. We go back. We get in line for Kilroy's. It's the shortest line. And I'm like, guys, this is going to take us forever to get in here. I don't know if we'll ever get in. So I take off running. I run the whole downtown block. I guarantee I ran eight blocks in downtown. I went to every restaurant I knew that was in Indianapolis, ran around every single block, every single place had a line outside. So when I came back around, they were still in the same spot in Kilroy's line. I'm like, guys, we might as well just wait. We stood in line just to get in, not guaranteed a table. We're talking standing room only just to get in somewhere hour and 15 minutes. That's brutal. We ate our supper standing up. No shit. Standing room only, brother. I've never even heard of that. And that's we were how in packed that. We that were in Kilroy's. Was. We were in Kilroy's for what, four hours standing up. And that's what pissed me off. Like half the people you talked to wasn't even going to the game. They just lived in India and just wanted to experience like the atmosphere. So they got there at eleven, got a table and wouldn't get up. There was there all the tables in there, I would say twenty five percent of the people were eating. Because the people were there before everybody, they just wouldn't give up their table. That's that's tough, man. So how long did you guys stand and wait before you actually got your food? Funny thing is, our food came before our fucking beers. No way. I swear. Dude, the waitress was on point. Like she like we're standing in an anthill in a restaurant. She comes up, she's like, Hey, have you guys been waiting on? We just got there. Like, no, we haven't. Okay, you guys gonna eat? Yes. But let's get a bucket of beer. So we got a bucket of beer, and then she came back, took her order, and then the food came still before the bucket of beer. Wow. I mean, that was lucky. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was great service. I didn't think it would be. I thought it would be a, just a total nightmare. But I mean, how service. did she? I don't know what a waitress does or how they do it, but how did she know that this was, you know, like my table? Because there was no table. We were there, just standing We were there. just standing. She probably just liked you guys. She was kind of hot. Yeah? She was a good-looking girl. Let me ask you this. If you went to Hooters, would you have had a hotter waitress? If that chick that we had at Kilroy's was in the Hooters the outfit, Hooters absolutely outfit, not. The, the outfit, you're right. Yeah. yeah. And then you said that waitress reminded you of somebody. Did you not? Uh, that wasn't me. That was one of the chicks. Let's just keep going. Okay. <laughs> That's what I thought. My so anyway, oh, but before, before we got in, before we got into Kilroy's, here's a good story. Um, we're getting ready to get up to the bouncer because you had to be 21 to get in. Oh, shit. We get up there and Uncle Buck's wife goes, holy fuck, guys. I don't have my ID. What was your reaction, Buck? I was ready to murder. He was absolutely ready to tear her head off. He was drawing up papers. <laughs> no, not papers. I was thinking about, I'm going to be handcuffed right fucking now. She was I'm about to, I was I mean, about to kill literally her. That's, that's a tough situation. Her ID was literally, I don't know, 25 minutes away at where we were staying. Like There was no way that she, if she could not get into any bar downtown that night. Right. 
So we get up and guess what we do? She tells the bouncer that she's pregnant. DD and for us. And we act like we're drunk. She goes, I got these three. They've been drinking all day. I'm the DD. I'm pregnant. Forgot my ID at the house. I'm sorry. Guy looks at her, says, go on in. What a move. <laughs> yeah. Hey, she just, she, she screws up, right? Yep. She, she bucked it she's up. She's going to keep. She's going to keep everybody out of the bar because she's the only one that didn't have her ID. And then she totally redeems herself. So did she have a drink at the bar? No, she didn't drink all day. She really didn't. She drove us home after the game. Yeah. So while in Kitroy, guess what? Guess who we met? Oh, don't tell me. Jabril Peppers. A national champion from Alabama. Do I know him? No. Oh. <laughs> he was a cheerleader. <laughs> but he was a cool ass dude. We sat there, we talked to him for four hours. He was they're, a cool ass they dude. They seem like cool dudes. No, they, he told us a bunch of shit. And, uh, he moved from you know Alabama to Indy because he's like a, a, Olympian or something. A like, representative of the USA uh, national cheerleading team now. Gymnastics, gymnastics team. And okay. the thing, the thing is, is like he, I was standing, you know, across from him because everybody's standing, and he's got three. Enormous National. Alabama rings on. I'm like, this fucking tool bag. <laughs> He's wearing an Alabama jersey. I'm like, he got this off like the the Johnstons website. Yeah, had nothing to do with it, right? Because you didn't think he was on the field. Oh, no, he, well, Alabama he, played that night. Yeah, they yeah they played Georgia, and so he was there watching the game. Yeah, and he's just all decked out in Alabama uniform, and he's got three rings on. I'm like, well, I meant with the rings. Did you think, hey, he played football? And- no, not at all. Well, okay. he was he was a stout dude. He was like, he could have been a linebacker. It was funny. I was talking to Clay's wife, and she's like, "You think there's a real?" I'm like, "No, he got that off Johnston's." You know, he's <laughs> come to find out, coolest dude I met all night, cheerleader for Alabama. Amazing, cool dude, coolest had, dude ever, man. We, we talked some, to him for four hours. Had to get some pictures. At first, I wasn't rooting for Alabama, and then the more I talked to him, he swung you. I was like, "Let's roll tide." Wow. What? I mean, I don't hear that too often from you. Hey, my best experience was, you know, I, I met a new friend almost, and he was a cheerleader. I don't hear that from <laughs> Uncle Buck too I much. I mean, Facts. I didn't think about it either, but I was like, Facts. <laughs> "This guy's cool as shit." So all male cheerleaders out there, you get yeah. the fist pump, man. All right. So while we were sitting in Kilroy's, we seen this guy walking around with a camera. And I'm like, Buck, what's this guy doing? I think I know where this is headed. I'm like, what's what's this guy doing? And he was vlogging what he was doing. And he was interviewing like fans. I seen him talk to some Iowa fans, Michigan fans, some Alabama guys. So is this like a a guy just walking around with a cell phone? Like no, no, no. There was two. There he had a cameraman. And he probably had, had a five thousand dollar camera. They had a guy with a microphone. So this, I mean, it was just a big ass camera and it had a big old light on top. And he was just walking around interviewing people. So I said, Buck. At this point, me and me and Buck were pretty tuned in. I mean, we we probably smashed eight beers in probably the last hour and twenty minutes. Eight a piece, probably at least, spending all kind of money in this bar, and. I'm like, Buck, this guy is not getting out of here without me and you getting on this camera. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll get on. So we seen the interview in. He started walking our way. I said, Buck, get him, get him, block him off, block him off. So this guy's walking right behind Buck, and Buck turns around and just stops him. 
He's like, you want an interview? Come on, we'll do it right here, right now. And the guy's like, you got it. Turn the camera on. And then he did like, we didn't have time to prepare or nothing. It was just, it's just go time. And he starts asking like all kinds of questions. He asked something about uh, how we feel about the game. And Buck, go ahead. It's on our Instagram if you guys haven't seen the video. Or not our Instagram, but uh, let's fucking go sports. It's uh, LFG Sports on Instagram is what is what the official name is. LFG Sports. Buck, they interviewed you. What did you tell them? They just asked me, like, you know, the experience of the Michigan, what the Michigan game felt like to me today at that point in time. And a little bit intoxicated. I told them, you know, the teenager that the balls quite haven't dropped yet. And that moment in time when you know your ball is dropped, that's how they that day felt to me. I was just excited, ready to fucking go. I'll tell you what. I think DG's got it on his phone right now. DG, go ahead and hit that play button. We'll just let the people hear it. Have you ever had your balls when you were a child and they dropped? That's how I feel tonight. I grow my nuts and it's ready to go. Have you ever had your I mean, <laughs> that was 15 seconds of our two-minute interview. He asked Levi that question. And then he asked me. He goes, you're a Michigan fan. How do you feel about Tom Brady being one of the greatest ever coming out of Michigan? And I don't know why I said this. I have no idea why I said it, but it just came to my mind. I said, Tom. And you know, at this point, it's so loud in this bar. We're literally yelling. I mean, that's why we were screaming. Yeah. yeah. I said, Tom, we love you, brother. But you need to stop kissing your kids on the mouth. That shit's fucking weird. <laughs> I don't know why the, I said it. The greatest response ever. And then, you know, Buck just Buck almost starts crying over I, there. I laugh, and then he looks at me, and he's like, what do you think about you? And I straight-faced, he can come in my wife. <laughs> what the hell? I mean, the guy loved us, obviously. He put Buck on his Instagram. I mean, this guy's got like 10,000 followers. What he does is he'll take this camera, and he'll go to all the big games. After the Michigan game, he was Monday night. He was in Buffalo watching the Bills Patriots. versus Patriots game. Interviewing fans in the parking lot. So it's like what he does. He That's just, what he, he does. He runs up on fans. He gets gets yep. thoughts, reactions. Watch him on Instagram. A fan ripped up the sign, and he was pissed. A fan almost tried to fight him in Buffalo because he had a uh, Patriot shit on. I love it. I think it's pretty cool. But anyway, we get to the game. We're, we're walking through the, the ticket line. I mean, it's just a packed madhouse, man. So we're all like holding arms not so we don't lose each other. We get up. We go through the metal detectors. It's cold as hell, too. Oh, yeah. It's colder than hell. And we walk through. Buck goes first. And he goes up to the uh, ticket guy. Buck, take it from here. <laughs> I go to the ticket guy. And I'm intoxicated. And I, don't, I, I lost my awareness of where I was at. I knew I was at a game. But my location. Guy comes up. He's like, hey, you got tickets? I thought he was a scalper. I'm already in the fucking stadium. Now, keep in mind, this guy's got a yellow jacket on. And, you know, it's the guy that scans your tickets before you can get in. Go ahead. (laughs) My thought process was, again, he was a scalper. He goes, hey, you got tickets? I said, well, what the fuck you think? Yes, I got tickets. And he looked at me. He gave me, like, the weirdest look ever. And Haley's, like, looking. He's like, what are you waiting for? Get in there. That guy... Literally <laughs> didn't scan our tickets, guys. Our Big Ten championship tickets were never scanned. This dude got text messages the entire game. Hey, you're missing the game. Make my, sure you get there. My whole the whole time in the first the first half, I had probably twenty five alerts from Ticketmaster saying, you know, the game started and you're not there. And I'm like, 
Well, it's because your dumbass employee out front didn't scan our tickets. He looked at Uncle Buck like he was a moron. And then I'm like, I showed him. I showed him a phone with all four of our tickets on it. I'm like, hey, we got these. He's like, he just gave us the way. Like, no, get your ass in there. I'm like, fuck it, dude. All right, we're going in. So we get in there. Um, like I said, it, it was an awesome game. I'll have to try that one. It was an awesome game. During the game, something tragic happened to my wife. And it was it was kind of it was kind of my fault because I kind of like I said me and Buck drank a lot of beer beforehand so we were we were tuned up pretty bad. Oh, I know. And she said I gotta go to the bathroom. I said okay. She goes here, hold my beer. I'm like okay, so I'm, I'm double fisting, and I got my beer in one hand, and I had to sit my spitter down on the floor to hold her beer, and I got to chew in. And well, she's gone, you know. I'm into the game, and. Oh, the whole time while she's gone, I'm spitting in her beer. <laughs> I'm spitting my dip spit in her beer. She comes back. She's like, hey, you know, I, you know, I just hand her her beer back. <laughs> and what do you know? She takes one big old slug out of that thing, and her face turned green. Oh, dude. you would have thought she was about to die. That's it was so fucking bad. hilarious. I felt so bad, man. And she was, she, I mean, she, I thought she was going to hurl all over the people in front of us. Like she was sick, man. She, she was swallowed sick. it. Oh, yeah. She oh, was sick, sick. I mean, it was, it was, oh, yeah, it she was, swallowed it. It was like just enough dip spit, probably. To not really like mask the taste of the beer, so when she took the swig of the beer, she still tasted it, but it was Clay's dip spit. It was the my old winter it, green. it was my wintergreen dip spit in there. <sighs> that's, that's the worst. And boys, I'm telling you, I mean, I had a whole gin too, so there was a lot of spit coming <laughs> out, and it wasn't good. So I mean, she I, was she was mad as fuck for a while, but you know, she, she kind of got over. She was a good sport. And I oh, love they her. were they were bros. I love her for that, but man, I fucked up, DG. Yeah, I, I hope you made up for it, or you're about you're going to make up for it. I mean, I've tried. You owe her, big time. What do you think I should do? Well, I, I think he meant like Christmas is coming up, or oh, okay. I thought you were going a different way with that. Oh, maybe I. That's what I was kind of going. Oh, either way. So I, she she deserves a night out for that one. Okay. So after the game, we get headed home. We get in our car. Actually, before we got in the car, me and Buck are going crazy outside. We're raising all kind of hell. We're jumping on the, uh, you know, they had the big boulders like they used to see on the side. The concrete barriers. Bar barriers. We're jumping up on the barriers outside. There's thousands of people walking out of the it's stadium. It's great to be we're a Michigan we're cussing, we're cussing everybody. We're holding up the middle be. fingers. We're doing all kind of crazy shit. Probably should have been arrested for doing stupid shit. So we take off running down this We take off running down this closed road, like doing sprints. Like me and him are racing down this closed road. Well, the VIP people were pulling out behind the back of the stadium. So me and Buck, we started stopping traffic. The road was closed. I don't know why we did it. We stopped traffic <laughs> and we were like, wait. So we were like waving on cars that weren't even coming. And these people listened to us. And then we would wave them on like, all right, you're good. And the first two were Michigan fans. They loved it, honking their horns, yelling at us. Rolling the window down. Rolling the window down, having a great time with us. And then... Third one coming out was an Iowa About fan. About fucking hit me. He almost, dude, he gassed it. If Buck didn't step aside, that guy would have wiped his ass out with a minivan. Town and country, he would have been the hood ornament. This dude was like 90 years old. Didn't give no shits about us. He was going to hit Uncle Buck, and Nebraska's, I swear. Nebraska's corn is better. Surprised you That's didn't facts. Kick, kick his car in or something. Well, I didn't have a time there. No, like he, he, fucking, had to, he had to jump out of the way, Troy. I'm telling you, it was that was close. Like Patrick Swayze jumping to the side, It man. was that close. So we're on our way home. We got to get something to eat. We grab some McDonald's. 
on the way home, Uncle Buck says the double quarter pounder was the best cheeseburger he's ever had. He goes, Can you believe that shit? Double at, quarter at, pounder at from that, McDonald's. At that point in time, it was the best thing I've ever had in my mouth. He was so drunk. He goes, man, he's just slobbering up there. He goes, man, this is the best cheeseburger I've ever had. I'm just like, gee, with Christmas, someone get this guy some water. So you guys didn't stay all night over there? Well, we did. I'm getting to that. Okay. We pull up to the location that we're staying at. We all hang out. The girls go to bed. Me and Uncle Buck, we're so shit canned at this point. We're sitting on the couch. I'm in my underwear. Uncle Buck's in his underwear. We, we I put a chew in. I hand my can to Uncle Buck, and it, it gets in his hand, and then his hand goes limp, and it just falls out. I'm just like, my God, dude, go to bed. Go to freaking bed. So we go to bed next morning. True story. I hear a little something going on in the bedroom beside me. <laughs> Six o'clock in the morning. Six o'clock in the morning. I'm like, man, them guys are up early. I look at my phone. I'm like, man, they're up early. I'm not getting up yet. So you had separate rooms. Yeah. So I go to bed, go back to sleep. I wake up at nine o'clock and I'm like, shit, they're, I'm going to go see what's going on. Like, we need to go. It's time to get home. So I go, I walk over and I go to Uncle Buck's room. I walk into his room and his bed's empty. There I'm were, like, there were two twin size beds. Yeah. And I'm like, man, okay, they're up and they're ready to roll. They're waiting on us. So I'm like, shit, yeah. And then I look over and I, to Haley's bed and I'm like, well, hell, Haley's not in there, but I see a leg sticking out. <laughs> I'm like, well, hell, that, that leg's got hair on it. That's Uncle Buck. What the hell's he doing over there? So I walk over and I pull the covers off. I tap on him. I say, hey, hey, let's go. Let's get home. He looks at me and Haley comes out of nowhere from underneath the covers. Didn't even know she was in there with him. This is a twin bed. She comes out from underneath the cover. She stands up like the undertaker coming out of the casket. And she goes, he fucking pissed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Buck pissed the freaking bed. <laughs> I thought you were going somewhere else. Uh, Uncle, Uncle somewhere Buck. else with Uncle I Buck. thought it was going to be kind of freaky. Uh-huh. 6 a.m. Yeah, that's what I thought. In the, in you know? the sheets. I fell back asleep, wake up three hours later and walk in there. And I tell you what, when I opened that door, I knew something was wrong. That piss, you know, that piss smell hit me right in the face. The whole bedroom smelled like piss. Okay. <laughs> so you knew it wasn't like, oh, should I come in? Should I not? No, you, no. I walked in there. There was an alarm when you opened oh, the door. Well, there was no covers on the bed. I was giving her the golden shower. <laughs> Buck, explain yourself. <laughs> I don't know. I Like, as soon as I got done talking to Clay... I knew it was my moment to go to bed. I was fucked up, ready to go to bed. About 2.30 in the morning, I wake up and I roll over and I feel like wetness on my on my arm. I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's all the way up my neck. I start grabbing my t-shirt and I, you know, you pull the t-shirt to the side and you smell it. It's piss. I'm like, what the fuck? Take the covers off. I got no underwear on. No underwear. Right? The comforter's on top of me. I get up, take the comforter off, turn the light on, and it's just like you have five. It's a twin size bed. You have five inches from the top of the bed, five inches to the bottom of the bed. The rest of it was just like stained yellow piss. And you guys shared a twin? No. no. There were two twin two size twins. beds. Yeah. So we slept in separate beds. Okay. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is going on? I don't have underwear on. The comforter's not soaked. 
It's just the fucking sheet and the mattress. And I had the co- like the covers on top of me. So I turned the light on. I'm like, Haley, Haley, we, we got an issue. She's like, what the fuck are you doing? What is wrong with you? I said, I pissed the bed. She's like, what? I fucking pissed myself. I peed. Yeah. I fucking act like a four-year-old and I pissed the bed. So she's like, you're joking. Not at all. So she gets up. And she's like, oh, my God, where am I? We're in my family's house, their bed, and you're out here fucking just pissing all over the place. So she's, this was the 6 a.m. episode then. Yeah. This is, yeah, this is before I walked in. But you're in the other room. And I hear it. <laughs> she takes the the sheet off that is covered, throws it in the shower, puts shampoo on it, kind of, you know, does the old Amish scrub. Really? Why Why is she going to that? Because it's her degree. family. It's her family. Distant family. Oh, where are you saying that? Uh, well... Distant family member. Okay, it's, but so it's not a hotel. Yeah, I thought no, it's no, no, it's no hotel. This is a family member's house. Oh, so she's she's cleaning the. the yeah, she fucked up. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So she's cleaning the sheets in the in the shower, and she comes out with shampoo and a rag, and she's you know just looks like a concrete layer, just spreading out the shampoo and the water on the mattress. And the whole time I'm butthole naked, my shirt's off, and I'm standing in the middle of the thing just giggling like a schoolboy. Still drunk. Still drunk as fuck. She's like, what the fuck is so funny? I said, I just pissed a bed. <laughs> <laughs> so I never got in the shower, never cleaned myself off. She goes, you're going to the fucking couch. I said, the fuck I am, scoot over. So I got in bed with her, smelling like a fucking pissy dog. Then I walked slept- in at nine. That's it. Yikes. The math process behind this. No wonder we're on. The comforter on top of me. Dude, Why is there no piss on the comforter? When you're that blackout, trust me, I've pissed a bed a lot in my younger days. When you're that blackout, you don't have any recollection of anything, man. It just happens. I've done it a lot. So from this point on, just stay up a little longer and drink some more water. If if there was a night vision camera in that bedroom. Oh, my God. We could make millions. I think... I think maybe some. This is just a hypothesis. What you would have seen, you would have woken up in the middle of the night. You would have, for some reason, stripped all the comforter and the sheets off the bed, and then you you standing next to the bed. I bet you just pissed right in the middle you, of the mattress. You think I just stood up and act like the mattress was a toilet? But just a big a big urinal. But wouldn't you realize that I got up like yourself being? You got up in the middle of the night. I slept like a baby, in my opinion, from. Two o'clock in the morning until six. Well, at least two thirty or three, because that's when I realized I rolled over and I was sleeping in my own piss. Puck, I mean, I, that's a night we're never going to forget. I mean, that's a night that you could forget. Well, you guys had a fantastic, great time until you know the whole evening was was wonderful for you guys. I mean, that was an experience, and you'll never forget that. But and I, I mean. I mean, it just topped it off with the piss story. I mean, it really did. It just topped the whole the whole day off. When you guys were actually at the game, you were you were drunk, both of you. Oh yeah. You guys Facetime buying ten dollar beers like it wasn't anything. You guys Facetime me probably fifteen minutes before kickoff, and I couldn't hear a damn word you were saying. I mean, you're in Lucas Oil Stadium, but I could see the smiles on your faces, and I thought they're having the time the time of a lifetime, and I thought. I hope they remember at least something about this game. Dude, there was one point I looked up at the clock, 
It was in the fourth quarter, and they were up 35-3. to And I thought to myself, when the fuck did the score get like this? What have I missed? <laughs> just, just real quick, I, I seen a picture with a guy in front of you or to the left or something. Behind us, uh, Michigan fan. Seemed like you kind of had a picture with him or Yeah, something. he was cool as shit. Good, another good guy. I, I know you said the Alabama he guy. Was, he was in the front of us, and the thing is, he had like probably, what, eight-year-old son? That was mm-hmm. short. I mean, he was tiny. And I was like, you know what? I've been to Michigan games when I was small. Couldn't really see the game. I want this dude to experience this night and remember it for the rest of his life. Stand up on that chair in front of me. I don't care, man. Like, I'll yeah. be able to watch the game. You enjoy it. So he, I told the guy's dad, I was like, hey, man, put him up there. Let's watch it. Let's do it. And then the rest of the night, his dad and the boy were pretty much best friends with us. Yeah. yeah. And it seemed like you guys had pretty good seats. Nine rows off the field. Yeah. Thank you, Scotty P. Scotty P. Hooked us up. Hooked, hooked you up. Couldn't have, couldn't have had better seats. The Michigan ran right out of the tunnel. We were right on the tunnel. They ran right beside us. That's crazy. Right beside us. That's wild. Let's get to the voicemails, Corey with K. How about it? Oh, you didn't know? Your ass better call somebody. Okay, so that was Leonidas. He says his schedule is way too full to do trivia tonight. His calendar is full. He's got to get to kindergarten to see a smoking hot teacher. Shout out Leo, five-year-old thinking his teacher's hot already. That's He's got some Uncle Buck in him there, right? I mean, if you see a picture of her, you wouldn't disagree. <laughs> so a little background here, Troy, on last week's episode. I mean, I know you're a big part of this podcast, Troy, but I know you don't fucking listen. No, no. I, I had a trip to South Bend, Indiana uh, not too long ago, and I listened to a few pods. Did you listen to last week's? No, I have not okay. got to that yet. Okay, that's what I figured. So Leo called you out for a trivia challenge. Trivia football challenge. A five-year-old wants to challenge you to a football trivia challenge, but he wanted it to be right now. But obviously he's got a play date and he's got to get to kindergarten, so he couldn't make it this evening. But Why does he want to go against me? For the future, do you accept his challenge? Because he thinks he can beat you. He probably can, so I'll, I'll go against him. You'll go against him. Okay, so you accept the challenge. I accept the challenge. All right, Leo. On a future episode, we're going to have Troy versus a five-year-old in football trivia. Getting into the text messages tonight. Frankie here. Quick question. Let's say you're the kind of person who gets aroused from being shit on. If you're walking down the street and a bird flies by and shits on your shoulder, is that bestiality? No. No. Two different kinds of shit. Yeah, I don't think so either. And, and when you know you've been shit on by a bird, you know it. Immediately. There's no question in your head. Hey, where'd that shit come from? Could it could it have been a human? No way. You've it's, been it's bird shit, shit on before? Yeah, I've been shit on. Have you been shit on by a bird? <laughs> by a bird I've been shit on. Uh Troy, do you like getting do you like getting shit on? <laughs> I don't I don't think I've been shit on, but man, a bird a bird back in second grade It's not my type of thing, but a bird yeah, shit in the hood of my jacket that was down at the time. Yep, I remember that story. It was a Michigan jacket too, wasn't it? 
No. Yeah. I think it was I think it was an Ohio State jacket. So actually. to answer your question, Frankie, no. That is not bestiality. Now listen. May not be bestiality, but if you like to be shit on and a bird shits on you in the middle of the street, are you gonna get a boner? That's what I thought the question was gonna be. If a bird shits on me in the street, am I gonna get a boner? It's just shit. Absolutely. You like not. being shit on. No, I'm not my getting, my answer is the same. No, I'm not getting turned on. But you're telling me somebody does? I mean, yeah, Odell liked it. He loves that shit. Spread on him like fucking mayo. Next question. <laughs> we got a disgruntled listener here, guys. Why haven't I been on the podcast yet? I will leave a bad review every day until I am. He's basically holding the podcast hostage. He? Uh-uh. She is holding the podcast that's hostage. My, that's my bad. That's, she that's my bad. is what? holding the podcast hostage. Her name is Liv. And she is a local singer in our area, and she wants to be on the podcast bad. Okay. Well, we haven't had a lot of ladies on the no, podcast. No, just Sarah and Jess. That's and all. And we have, definitely haven't had an entertainer on the podcast. No, but here's the thing. You can come on if you sing a song. Oh, that's got to be part that's of it. That's it. What song would you make her sing? Whatever her favorite is. No, not her favorite, her least favorite. Okay, her least favorite. That's coming from Uncle make, Buck. We want to make her seem like the least appealing, you know, person on how about the podcast. How about we do one of each? Yeah, we'll She's, do the worst. We'll pick one, and then she can pick and one. And then I can sing against her and see who the people like better? Well, we're going to see how good you can sing coming up on our Christmas episode here next week. Okay. Last one here. What's up, fellas? Marty Marr here. Best episode you've done. Thought the insight from Otis was great from his perspective on being in law enforcement. It's not easy to admit when things get to your mental health, especially right now. Takes a lot of courage to be up front with something personal like that. Much respect to him. Keep up the great work, fellas. I disagree with best episode you've done. You haven't even listened to it. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck are you talking I about? I haven't, but I there's been how many episodes that, that we've one had? was ninety one. This is be ninety two. Okay, so I know last Christmas was <laughs> I mean up there. All timer. It was an all-timer last Christmas, definitely top three. But, Troy, DG, you can talk about it here in a minute. I really do think the episode that we released last week was top three of all time. It was right up there with the Christmas episode. What do you think, DG? Yeah, I mean, I texted both you and Otis about it. And, uh, I mean, outstanding. It was it was good in a way that our that our episodes aren't usually good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, we, we, we all know Otis, you know, all of all, all of us guys, we all know him real well. And, and we all knew he was doing police work, but you don't really know what that entails. You know what I mean? Like when you're hanging out with him, you don't ask, Hey, what happened during your last shift? You know what I mean? And that episode where you were at, and I thought you did an excellent job interviewing him, by the way, those were some damn good questions you were asking. But that kind of gave you a little bit more insight into what his everyday is like and what really what the everyday job of a first responder police officer is in general. You know, I mean, it's just like so question you forget you forget what what those jobs entail and how difficult they are. You underpaid know what I mean? or overpaid to be a PD? Way underpaid. Under yeah. for sure. Yeah, Way under. I mean, it's not the, even close. The, the people they don't realize what they go through mental health wise 
and the shit that they see on a nice like a nightly basis is un- unbelievable. Dude, it, ta- our- it takes a special kind of person with a special kind of mental toughness. And the to thing do is, is it, it changes them as a person. Like their humor is different than ours, or their way of thinking, being out in public, on a date with their wife is different than ours, and that can change a relationship, a family, or an occupation with a blink of an eye. Absolutely. And I think I think you you definitely know that more more than a lot of other people based on your kind of your job and what you do. I mean, you're not doing the same thing, but it's something pretty similar, I would say. Oh, it's real. It's real similar. And then, I mean, that's why I feel like I'm as sick as I am because I don't have a filter. Yeah. So that's it. It's kind of a it becomes a I mean, coping skill. I think. The job that I do now is perfect from when I was eight years old. So, <laughs> I mean, okay, we'll leave it at that. Don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like our Facebook page. Our email is Sip and Serve Pod at gmail.com. The number is 740 720 3537. Leave us a voicemail or a text before we head out. We got one more thing for you guys. Kids, it's time for the Sipunary Word of the Week. Today's word is... Crumpkin. Crumpkin. DG, what do you think the crumpkin is? I'm hey. thinking like a... Oh, go ahead. You said DG. I think, it, I think it's some, <laughs> something... It sounds like something Christmassy, and it sounds like something involving a toilet. Okay. I'm going to have to... Yeah, I'm going to say something that has to do with toilet water and a tongue. You say Troy? I mean, crumpy. I'm thinking like crumpkin. Crumpkin. <laughs> okay, uh, I'm thinking like a crumb cake type of thing. Oh, so you're gonna say it's a cake? Well, you're special. <laughs> Go ahead, Buck. <laughs> like something to do with that type. You of love thing. dessert, don't you? <laughs> I love food. Yeah. <laughs> we got. No, Buck. it's a uh, sexual act receiving head while you're doing crunches. The crumpkin. The crumpkin. So if you're, you know, getting your ab workout in, your significant other wants to give you a BJ while you're doing it, that's the crumpkin. Uh, We're well. How about that? Nothing to do with the toilet. (laughs) Hey, the Christmas episode is next week. Hope you guys all tune in. We'll see you then. Troy. A cake? It's the Sipionary, man. Do you really think Uncle Buck's gonna bring something on here about a cake? I, had, I thought it had something to do with like a crumb cake. I, something eating to do with a, that. Eating out of her ass or something. Yeah, I don't. Oh, I well, you, well, you didn't say it. Yeah. So it's always sexual.